You're listening to Irish Radio Canada's Home and Abroad, and recently at Twin Elm in Ottawa, the uh, Era Oak Ottawa Hurling Group uh, had their Heritage Cup, and there were teams in from Toronto, uh, Kingston area, uh, Montreal, and Ottawa. And uh, the Montreal representation came from the Montreal Shamrocks, and they had a ladies' team participating. And Julie Hull is here with me. Julie, um, you were the spokesperson for the wonderful Montreal Shamrocks. Thanks a million for coming along. Thank you for having me. So uh, a bit about the Montreal Shamrocks, a little about yourself. The Montreal Shamrocks is a well-established, it's been around a long time. Yes, absolutely. The Montreal, uh, it's been, oof, I would be hard-pressed to actually know the number of years that it's been around, but I know it's been probably at least close to 70 to 75 years. Yeah, because, of course, Montreal with the United Irish Society down there has, uh, it's what is, it's the oldest, I think, um, St. Patrick's Parade in North America, I think, might be in Montreal. It's well-established. Yes, I believe you're correct on that. Yeah, yeah. So you are not native Irish. Um, So what got you into hurling or camogie? Um, well, that's correct. So I'm not, I'm, I'm born and raised in Montreal. Um, and, uh, I was, uh, essentially, I, I, I mean, I've been playing hockey for many, many years and playing other sports. And I was, uh, chatting with a friend of mine at work, uh, and telling him essentially that I was kind of looking for something different, something new. And right away his eyes lit up and he thought, well, why don't you join the Montreal Shamrocks and play some Gaelic sports? I had no idea what it was all about. Um, and uh, as soon as I joined the club, uh, I started playing Gaelic football. And that was, uh, that was I, I thought that was very interesting and very enjoyable as a sport and very challenging. But personally, it, it's when I put a hurley in my hand that that's when the the real love affair started. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, we claim <clears throat> that we are the um, precursor of hockey. Um, and if yes, you look back right. at very, very old photographs of hurling teams, the hurl used to look like the hockey stick. Absolutely, yes, very much so. And uh, there are, uh, according to historical documents, uh, it might have started in Halifax, also in Cam- in, in Montreal, and um, many individuals think that the, the earliest hockey uh, team was the Montreal Maroons, but it's actually the Montreal Shamrocks. That was the name of the original hockey team in Montreal, and and so hence the reason for the name of our club. So while you were introduced to it in a circuitous fashion, just uh, is there any Irish in your blood at all, or are you um, totally introduced to the game and that's it? Um, I am totally introduced to the game and that's it. <laughs> as far as I know, uh, there might, I mean, it, it's estimated that one in, and I hope I'm saying this correctly, but about 25% of French-Canadian families have some kind of connection to uh, Irish uh, uh, culture in some way, mm-hmm. um, but uh, is and I, being from a French Canadian family, I'm not sure if that's the case for ours. I certainly hope so, um, but I, I, I consider myself more of an adopted 
<laughs> member of the, of the culture. Well, I suppose that's very appropriate considering how adoptive the Quebecers were of the Irish during yes. the 1840s period, 1850s. So um, yeah, we are delighted to be able to adopt. Um, so in your introduction to it, uh, how many years have you been playing now? Um, so this is my third year playing. Um, so it hasn't been all that long, but um, I certainly, um, my, my uh, background in hockey definitely helped a lot. Right. Um, as playing uh, other racket sports also helped with that as well. Um, so it's only been my third year, um, but right. I certainly do hope that it's for many, many years to come. And given that it's such a short period of time, you had the honour of being able to travel to Ireland and play the sport in Ireland. So That's as a, a relative newcomer, you certainly took like a fish to water. Yeah, I had the opportunity of, uh, of being part of Team Canada at the World Games in 2019. And uh, that that not only helped um, understand the game even better and being surrounded with incredible Komogi, other Komogi players from different parts of, of the world, uh, but it also helped, to, it, it created a bit of a, a snowball effect as well for, for us in, in, in Canada and certainly in Montreal and Eastern Canada where uh, I think it, uh, it, it sparked interest in other women to get involved and to try the sport as well. Uh, because they see what other op- what the opportunities are in, in getting involved and um, how there are many opportunities to grow within the sport. And it brought you in contact with some of the other players across the country as well. That's right, absolutely. Uh, other players in Canada, but also uh, players in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made some incredible connections once we were there and you know, it, uh, I, I think as naturally as it is for, for anyone playing, especially a sport such as Komogi or Gaelic football, there's, um, there's, as soon as you find someone else that has that common thread of the Gaelic sports, there's all, automatically you're part of that larger community. And we were able to uh, build some wonderful connections with them. And there's, unfortunately, the pandemic slowed that down, but there were talks about us getting together uh, for, for friendly tournaments um, it, it, and I'm, I'm quite uh, confident that it's going to pick up from uh, from this point on, maybe next summer. So hoping. 2019, when you got to go to Ireland, how long were you able to spend there at that time? So uh, this, it was my second time going to Ireland. Uh, and this t- So the second time was for the World Games, and I was only able to stay for one week this time around. Okay. Um, but uh, it allowed me to still... Um, take in the, the country from a different perspective than just being a tourist. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it was it, it, the first time I went to Ireland, um, I didn't know about um, Komogi at the time, uh, although um, it was the year that Kilkenny went to the finals and won that, that particular year. In the, it was in 2015 in the All-Ireland. And so we knew there was a lot of commotion, a lot, a lot of uh, excitement in the air when we were in the, in the city. We didn't quite understand what it was all about at the time. And lo and behold, fast forward four years and, and, you know, I'm representing Canada for that, for that same sport. Uh-huh. Um, and it was a very much, it was a very different experience going there the second time because now we felt like, you know, we belonged just a bit more because of the fact that, you know, we, we know the sport, we play the sport. And again, it's that common thread that links all of us together. 
So between 2015 and 2019, you went from being an outsider to being an insider, effectively. So in every respect, I would imagine the whole experience was different. Absolutely. Just we were seeing we were we were kind of smiling at each other, myself and my my teammates, because we were walking down the street and we were seeing kids and adults with their hurls on their back. And we're like, yes, that's that's us, too. (laughs) (laughs) So you mentioned Kilkenny. I I know that 2019 you were in Waterford. Uh, Mm -hmm. So how long did you get to spend in 2015? In 2015, I spent about two weeks in Ireland. Okay. Okay. And uh, and so then 2019 for the World Games, I guess most of the time would have been involved in tournaments and kept you around Waterford, but you got to travel. That's right. Yeah, we spent some time mostly in Waterford, and then we went to Dublin because the finals were being played in Dublin, and we wanted to support um, some of the friends that we had made during the tournament. We wanted to go and support them in their finals. So that was very exciting as well. And um and then, yeah, after Dublin, we unfortunately had to say goodbye, but for, only for now. Right, but, but uh, looking to get back. So the Heritage Cup, uh, you were able to have the uh, team come in from Montreal here to Ottawa to, to announce. Um, while there are a lot more guys playing hurling, there are less girls currently playing Komodi, but quite a good a number involved, so it's at least it's, there's a comp- it's competitive. Oh, absolutely, yes, uh, and I think you know I'm I'm hoping, um, but I'm I'm very optimistic that it's going to continue growing. It has grown in the last uh, two three years, mm-hmm. and I'm confident that it's going to continue growing so that we can bring more teams and more girls involved in the sport to the next the next edition of the tournament. I was really impressed with some of the girls when I saw them on the field running down with the slither on the hurdle uh, and their skill at retaining the balance and not being put out of their stride. Uh, it's uh, um, A solo run is, is quite a sight to see on either a hurling pitch, pitch or on the commodity pitch. Uh, that was a skill you wouldn't have had in hockey. No, definitely not. <laughs> and you can't um, bring it back to hockey. No, <laughs> no, not quite. Uh, but it does definitely help with the hand-eye coordination. Um, but our, our club, uh, the, the, the Shamrocks, have been incredibly supportive in getting all the women in our club, um, you know, to develop their skills. Um, there's been a bit more of a push. There was a lot of emphasis on Gaelic football because there was a lot of interest in the last few years, but now we're starting to also put a lot of energy and time into Camogie as well, and it's paid off. Mm-hmm. And we're always, always um, uh, in great hands when it comes to trainings, to trying to develop our skills. Uh, uh, the girls are, are really wanting to improve and get better, and I think it really did show quite well the the all the all the effort and the hard work that was put in. It definitely showed once we got on the pitch at the Twin Elm. And of course, you were delighted to be able to walk home with the cup. Yes, absolutely. That's always a great uh, you know a great reward at the end of all this hard work. It is indeed. Uh, that it's kind of wrapping up your season for the year. So uh, during the winter, then, do you get together and do any indoor stuff? Yeah, so on, typically what we do is uh, we continue playing indoors um, 
in during the winter this year is going to be a little more challenging because of COVID. It's more difficult to rent uh, spaces, mm-hmm. but uh, we have a few a few things going in trying to generate some kind of momentum during the winter season, and we're definitely hoping to get a couple games, uh, definitely some trainings uh, to get us ready uh, for the next season in the spring. And if anybody wants that isn't participating at the moment wants to get involved, wants to get in touch, uh, when, where, when, and uh, what are the coordinates? Well, we have our the Montreal Shamrocks website. Uh, there's always there's a, a way to contact us through the website. Uh, there's also we have a page on on Facebook where they can contact us as well. So it's quite simple to get in contact with us, and we'll definitely anyone who wants to get involved, uh, we will definitely take that opportunity to welcome them and introduce them to Gaelic sports. And when you do, if you are able to get some sp- uh, indoor space for training, normally. When things were, or you try to have a schedule, when did you train, or what were your training times? Well, we would normally train uh, about once a week, mm-hmm. and and we often have them on Saturday evenings. Um, and we would norm typically we would have an introductory day in January, so that anyone who is uncertain and wants to not just dive in head first into all of this and wants to go, kind of start more slowly, they can do so in January. And um, we basically take them under our wing and, and, you know, help them along the way and support them uh, throughout uh, with the trainings, getting – but we get them into games right away so that they get, understand the feel of, of uh, and, you know, the, the whole rhythm of the game as well. But uh, it typically would happen in January. So you're walking into not just a game, but then you're walking into a sorority as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Very much is, uh, you know, we, we call ourselves a shamily. Yes. So Shamrock's family. <laughs> and uh, so uh, even though it's on Saturday evenings, normally people are just happy to come because we always end up just hanging out and, you know, we turn it into a social event as well. Fantastic. Julie, it's been brilliant catching up again with you, and congratulations. And thanks a million for taking the time. Thank you so much, Austin. Have a great day. Thank you so much for the interview.